You're listening to Save Yourself. Conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimited Wealth. Join us for discussions, debates, and strategies that have brought them and their clients financial freedom and how you too can break free from traditional boundaries to unlimit your wealth. Welcome everybody to Save Yourself Podcast brought to you by Unlimited Wealth. Today, I have Jordan Cole and Brad Lowe with me. Jordan is going to talk about some debt elimination strategies today, right, Jordan? Yeah, man. Um, over all these years of doing infinite banking, one of the most important elements is, yes, understanding the concepts behind it, the benefits of putting money into a policy, designing it the right way. But then, you know, one thing that really gets us fired up is helping the client, assisting them in taking action with the policy and using it in a certain way. And so, One of the things that we've done recently, uh, just as a pure example, is a line of credit. You know, using a life insurance policy to overtake a line of credit. As we all know, interest rate environment has changed dramatically over the last 12 months. And um, obviously, that can fluctuate. We've seen it. And that has changed a lot of people's, you know, credit situation when it comes to, you know, in this case, we had a business owner who had a million dollar line of credit or so and his interest rate went from 4 to 8%. And so he was cash flowing, you know, the normal minimum interest rate plus principal balance over towards the line of credit. And what we showed him was hey, you've got other liquid assets as well as really good healthy cash flow to help create a policy over here on one side where we can really heavily fund this thing without changing your cash flow that's currently going towards your line of credit to, to, to pay that down. And as we build that up each and every year, if we wanted to, we could take a loan against that, which in this case is a 4% loan, mm-hmm. go and apply that to pay down the principal balance on the line of credit. And basically the numbers worked out to between a four to five year window where we could overtake that entire line of credit mm-hmm. and swap, you know, 8% money for 4% money. Not to mention we've created an asset that they control the payback. They control the minimum payment. They have a lower interest rate and they still, this is what we mentioned in a previous episode as well. They still have access to the line of credit that doesn't mean that that goes away that that line of credit is still there they've just basically paid it paid it back mm-hmm. right but we did it in a creative way as opposed to just really you know throttling down on the cash flow to go towards the line of credit and get that thing done and then you know that's great you know it's a really great strategy that is going to yield them a positive result we just showed them a more efficient way to accomplish that. So Jordan, ballpark, what what did that business owner's monthly obligation change from when the rate went from four percent to eight eight something? Do you do you recall? Yeah, it you know, it was it was it was three to six thousand dollars a month, I wanna say, um, of just like minimum you know payments. And I think they were they were aggressively overfunding, you know, um, additional money towards it obviously to help accelerate the payoff as well and so we kind of gave them a choice we said look we we can continue on this minimum track 
or we could take some of this additional principal payment you're you're shifting over towards your line of credit and just pull that over and build this asset in the life insurance contract. And so they had options and it put them in a bad spot, obviously from accelerating their monthly obligation just from a minimum payment standpoint. Yeah. Well, so that that sounds to me like just on the surface, a business owner that felt like they had control of how everything was happening with that line of credit. And then there was a rate change, you know, variable, variable rate on that line of credit, like most of them are. And all of a sudden, their monthly minimum obligation doubles. That's from right. From 3000 to 6000 For them, sounds like successful enough business where you know they preferred that wouldn't have happened, but that wasn't a deal breaker. For some people, that could be mm-hmm. the significant uh, hindrance to even continuing to do business. Right, if if margins are super thin in that particular business, that can break people. Right, that could, that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back on on somebody's. And so we we th- we talk about we hear our clients talk about, and we're guilty too, of getting so focused on rate, mm-hmm. right? And and what is the rate? I'm going to go with the best rate, which that's a conversation that needs to be had. But also, what about the control? So if if you've got a line of credit on one side that the bank controls versus you have a line of credit with an insurance company that you control, you know, that's, that's a much better spot, regardless of the rate that there's a dollar value that that control factor is worth to everybody, maybe different for everybody, but there there's, there is a dollar value that you can assign to what about if I have control of this instead of not having control. Yeah. And you know, I don't know how many folks you guys run into that do velocity banking but I have, and talk, in, talk that out, John. What is that? And I'm probably going to butcher it. I'm sure there's several versions of how to do it. The gist was they had a real estate portfolio and opened as many lines of credit as possible on Prime. It was I'm Prime plus something, maybe one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And it was working for them, where essentially they were living out of it the business everything was they would pay it down aggressively and then use it again and the hope is that you can overtake it Mm -hmm. and it was it was you know hard to argue with when rates were low Mm -hmm. but when they more than double i think that's where as i listen to people i'm like yeah i mean that could work but infinite banking seems it seems like kind of like velocity banking but with control Mm. Yeah. And, and and without the concern and with equity obviously mm-hmm. you know, you're borrowing you know it's not phantom but you know you're borrowing against a real asset instead of you know borrowing against you know a business well when you think about you know the the how many business owners would like to have a line of credit regardless of what the rate is where they're going to access those funds with no application they show up electronically in a couple of days and they know that whatever the rate is it's never going to change regardless of whether they have access that that line of credit have funds out for two years or 20 their rate is never going to change therefore they can predict they know when they access that line of credit what their their minimum cash flow requirement is going to be and it doesn't matter what the term is, the, the monthly cash flow, they can choose to have it be the same because they may decide to amortize it. They may they may start down a road with their business that they're going to amortize it, pay back in five years just for their own books, right? But if the business environment changed, they can on the fly, if it's with the insurance company, say, you know what, I'm going to amortize it over 20. I need to ease this cash flow on my business 
because of the season I'm in or the se- you know, and, and wait for that to turn, then they maybe change the amortization again. And they don't have to let anybody know that. that that's under their control how to, how to decide to handle that. Yeah, the control was a big factor, and you know it takes just a few percentage points in increase, you know, in the in the uh, Fed funds rate, all of a sudden to highly motivate a business owner, um, whether it's by you know requirement. I mean, like we said in this case, it wasn't putting them in a bad spot, but but they were highly motivated when you go from you know four to eight percent, you know, payback requirement, all of a sudden. That that gets people wanting to find creative ways to solve their problem, other than just the conventional strategy. Yeah. And so, so that, wanna, that made a big difference. I want to put you on the spot with a question, Jordan. You may not have the data off the top of your head on this, but maybe you can get close. What what if the rate would have stayed at four percent? When were they in, and they never met you? Uh, when were they anticipating being able to have that? Uh, line of credit completely paid off how many years down the road was that going to be yeah to be honest i think it was it was it was going to be roughly the same you know amount of time because because of of how aggressively they were paying down the principal balance as well right Mm -hmm. if they were just floating if they were just floating that minimum you know interest only then then that's then that's a different deal right Right. that's indefinite Mm. so it's kind of an apples and oranges when we're rerouting money to fill up a policy as well but if you were to just break it down apples to apples, that was one thing we proposed to them was, you know, we're not trying to put something in front of you that says, oh, look at this. We're going to be able to start a policy and it's going to it's going to shave off 10 years of your payback because of how we you know funded a life insurance contract in order to do this, because that goes back to our our principle. This is not a overnight thing. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. just especially in a five year window, a life insurance policy especially with that first year cash drag is not going to normally accelerate a payback. But what it did was for us to be able to put in their hands was say, look, let's assume that these are the exact same payback windows, but you get to the end of that window and you either a at current trajectory have this line of credit paid off and you have access to it still. Maybe the rates lower in five years. Maybe it's not. But again, one thing you mentioned out of your control or option B, which is you had the line of credit paid off, but simultaneously you've created this enormous asset over here. And because of how we were able to you know, free up additional cash flow to help accelerate the payoff additionally of the life insurance contract loans that we were taking at 4%, which are lower, then we were able to have about most of that paid back as well. So you were able to create your own asset that gave you full control at a lower rate and also one that you're earning on the entire principal balance on forever. And you, you know, again, like you, all the reasons you just mentioned, being able to access money without any questions asked, no underwriting, none of that issues, you know, none of those issues at all involved. That made a huge difference when you just lay those two scenarios out. So let me make sure I understood you correctly. So had they not met you, let's say five years ballpark down the road, they would have had their line of credit paid off and had access to the full line of credit, and that's where they would stand, right? Because they met you and Mike, you and Mike listened to their scenario, were able to creatively develop a plan where without changing their cash flow, they could still have that line of credit paid back five years down the road, but have also created a substantial asset, an additional line of credit that will never quit expanding. That line of credit will always get bigger for as long as they live. 
And even though we don't design it for death benefit, they've levered that money up. If somebody dies along the way, there's going to be a substantial windfall of death benefit. Let me back up. Not if somebody dies along the way. <laughs> when somebody right. dies along the way, we all we all graduate, right? Mm. That's going to be a substantial windfall that otherwise would never have existed. And one thing that I failed to mention was this is actually two um, brothers that are partners. And so we actually did policy on each of them. Uh, for the cumulative amount and for able to use this strategy. And so with that point, we were able to tie that death benefit back to the business, you know, almost like a buy sell, Mm -hmm. you know, agreement. And that kind of secondary element that we weren't even really leading with Mm -hmm. as the solution primarily, but a secondary solution that made a huge impact as well, because even if you took all of the primary benefits away, at the very least, you're going to be able to make sure that both not only the business as well as each other's families are protected in the event of a premature death of said partner. Sounds like what you did was turned an expense into an asset. That's what, that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and just for like to timestamp this and for context for the listener, right now the Wall Street Journal prime rate is at 8.5%. And the LIBOR is at 5.4 something. So mm. that, especially the LIBOR is up mm. percentage-wise a lot. A lot. Right, right. But the key takeaway, again, is let's assume that the interest rates were back at basically zero, that they have been for a long time. We've been doing this for years where the interest rates were flat really line. Yeah, flat line. And so we're talking about policy loan rate at 4 or 5%, you know, somewhere in that range. Even if that is the case, I think the benefit is the control mm. that the business owner now has if they're able to use this. And this is, you know, of life ins- or this is a life insurance policy to help take over a line of credit. That could be a commercial building. That could be buying out a business partner. Any large outlay of capital, you have now total control over the not only payback but also the funding, the use of that capital. That's a huge deal if you even just stri- you know, strip out the fact that the interest rate environment is competitive. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. That's a good one. Good stuff. Well, um, we're going to have more uh, case studies forthcoming, but it uh, sounds like that was a good, uh, good example of how uh, Mike and Jordan helped a business owner take control of some cash flow that they had lost control of, turn an expense into an asset, and then be able to lever it up for long-term use for the personally and the business. Excellent. That's right. Solving problems, baby. You've been listening to Save Yourself, conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimit Wealth. To learn more about Unlimit Wealth or to make a personal appointment, visit us online at unlimitwealth.com.